What's up, big ego, small vertical nation? This is Dallin. And Bryce. We are starting podcast number one uh, for Big Talk Small Vertical. A couple things I want to touch on. Uh, Today we're going to basically explain how the podcast came to be, the the theology behind it all, if you will. Uh, The meat of the podcast today will be power rankings, and it will explain all that. And then we'll end the day with our Big Talk Small Vertical mailbag, which is overflowing at the moment. So without further ado, let's begin the show by starting it. All right. So uh, basically, I want to start with uh, how the show came to be. I just feel like in life, the more you put into a thing, the more you get out of it. That's certainly true with your hobbies. And for me and most people listening, I think that fantasy basketball is the hobby. And so in order to have a great fantasy basketball experience, you need to put a ridiculous amount of effort into it. And I think the league's been doing that for a long time with our 365-day play style. I'm getting trade offers on Christmas, and I'm getting trade offers on the 4th of July. How many of those trade offers are not Benson or me? Very few, I suspect. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, it's, we put a lot into it, and so how can we put even more into it? by making a ridiculous podcast. So here we are, um, and I I guess I hope you enjoy it. Honestly, if nobody listens to it, I'll still enjoy it. Right, I'll enjoy it as well. I'll probably be listening to this tomorrow, so. Uh, yes. The power rankings. Uh, so I sent out on GroupMe to everybody uh, asking you to send me your power rankings, basically who you thought was best, all the way through thought, all the way through who you thought was the worst. Um, and that's not to say that these people are the worst, but that maybe their outlook as a fantasy team isn't as bright as the others. Uh, so I will tell you my team's at the bottom of the list, so I'm fine with it. No, not literally at the bottom, right? No. Not of every list? Uh, only, only at the bottom of one list, particularly from Bryce. He thought I had the worst outlook of anybody in the league. That is correct. We'll get into that later, I guess. <laughs> Not much later because we're starting at the bottom. We're going to start at the bottom and move up to one. But I did want to explain how the uh, how the rankings came to be. So um, if you gave me a first place vote, so, so for example, Bryce on his, uh, his listings listed himself as the best team in the league and also my team as the worst team. Quite accurately, I in, might add. In the league, which that's fine. So what I did there is, because we have 14 teams, a first place vote got 14 points. A last place vote got one point. Anywhere in the middle, you can do the math. So a 10th place vote got five points. Um, And uh, basically totaled it all up for every team and then got an order of who got the most points to who got the least amount of points. So we'll go through that um, and, and kind of talk about each teams and maybe why they fell where they fell and go from there. So in last place, with a whopping eight points, we have winning ain't to do, or is it Toto? I think it's Toto. I actually don't because know. It, it was originally winning ain't everything, <laughs> and then for Hispanic Heritage Week, it changed and it stayed changed, I mean, which I, I think is a I think it's a testament to his brotherhood with the Hispanic community. Yeah. So that's great. 
Josh has always been one to uh, not shy away from uh, equality. The league's a little lacking in diversity, so yeah. so th this helps. I blame Jay. He doesn't help the diversity, <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, so I'm just kidding, Jay. So Josh is in last place. So let's bring up Josh's uh, roster and uh, maybe discuss it for a second here. Um, why would you say Josh is towards the bottom? Maybe not last. There's not a whole lot there. Um, there's really Jamal Murray and then some stuff. Um, the reason that I had him 13th is that at least he has his draft picks. Yeah. Um, he's got all of his draft picks going forward, plus a couple or one extra this year in the lottery. So if he's making four lottery picks in the next three drafts, I think there's definitely a lot of potential to come away with some quality players if he can make the right pick and then be patient. I know he's he's struggled with that at times. Although he's still got Miles Bridges, so he's he's maybe learning some patience. Yeah. Um, you know, I think there's something to be said about sticking to it uh, with guys. And I know it gets frustrating. You know, you draft, you know, for example, Josh did draft Mikhail Bridges. Or at least I traded it to him right after the draft. One, one way or the other, he had Mikel Bridges. Mikel didn't really start out that hot. He was on the bench a lot. It's a little frustrating after a couple of weeks. You drop him, and then somebody like Benson picks him up, and then all of a sudden you've got a guy who's a 3 and D. Mm -hmm. You kind of see the same thing with Jackson Hayes, who I'm not a big fan of, but um, you know maybe a little more patience. But he's got Miles Bridges, Cam Reddish. Those are both quality young players that I think have the ability to – become something yeah i don't think there's anything wrong with losing patience with players but i would first try maybe trading them yeah you i know, mean if i have something if, for nothing if i have a flaw as a manager it's it's hanging on too long so yeah. that's just the, the the way that i tend to lean so um i do like seth curry um mm. i think i don't know we'll see what he is he's starting to get more minutes in in dallas i know he had a couple injuries over the last few years he'll never be steph but and maybe some percentages. My concern is just what with a lot of these guys, like what's the upside? Yeah. Seth Curry, is he ever going to be a top 75 player? Probably not. Same thing with Hardaway. Same thing with Harris. Same thing with Jabari Parker. You know, with Parker and Gay and Olenek, like I feel like I already know what those guys are and I'm not that into them. I like, I like Cam Reddish for his team. I like Brent Forbes and Miles Bridges and Andrew Wiggins. I think at least you could have something to trade with Wiggins, maybe, or including. Yeah, him. and he's young enough. Well, he's not anymore. I don't know. No, it's probably. 28. Yeah. But yeah, he uh, the only player that I would say has no business on Josh's team is Rudy Gay, just too old. There, like, like I said, I I don't see what the point of Kelly Olynyk is. Why is that? Just curious. I just what's what's the upside? Uh, You're going to hang on to a guy and hope that he becomes a top 100 player at some point in the future? Right. I don't know. Um, Not Andrew, my style. Andrew Wiggins. Forgot what I was doing here for a second. Andrew Wiggins was born 25 years old. Okay. So I think that's still young enough. If it's, yeah. I mean, I think to go from nothing to contender is a five or six year process. Yeah. So you could still can hang on to the end of it. Or if he has trade value, maybe move him. But like I say, the big the big thing with him is he's still got his draft picks. So okay. as long as he keeps them, makes them, and rides them out, I think that he can. Does something with them. Yeah. yeah. Like I say, maybe five, six, seven years away, but it's something. And that's kind of just how long it takes. Okay. Well, I don't know if there's much more to say about Josh's team. 
I, I will say that it's he with Josh, it's been an uphill battle since draft night since he, he wasn't able to attend and all the drafts were automatically made for him. He almost got it that first year though. I know he's got place. he's got a second place finish there. But that was an uphill battle because there were a lot of old guys on that team uh, that didn't really go further than one or two years. Yeah. So, um, I think that Josh has done a decent job of, you know, trying to keep it young and being realistic. So um Anything else that you'd add? About nope, questions? I think we're ready to move on. Okay, perfect. So we will try to keep these uh, more timed. Uh, and uh, I don't know, if, Bryce, if you want to just kind of run a timer and maybe we'll do like three and a half minutes per game. What do you think? That yeah, sounds about right. All right. That way we don't go too long. So next team on the list is by, by possibly the best franchise in the league, ironically. Gasp. The East Mesa Trading Company. Uh, what's your hot take here, Bryce? Why, well, why I, I had the so I had the East Mesa Trading Company ranked at the very bottom. Yeah. Um, I just there's Bam, and then there's a bunch of guys, kind of the same as as with Winning Eight Toto. It's just they've got one nice player, and then a bunch of guys. As with Winning Eight Toto, a lot of them I don't really see the upside. I don't know what like Luke Kennard is long term. Is he a top seventy five player? Maybe. But I kind of feel like it should have happened by now. Beasley, kind of the same thing. Duncan Robinson, like, he'll make a bunch of threes and what else. Um, Steven Chenzo, maybe. But even then, like, I don't know. I, th- I, think, I think his quality play this year was largely built off an unsustainably high steal rate. So I'm less high on him. And then you look at the, the draft capital, and it's a lot less than winning eight Toto. So, what's your opinion then on Kelly Oubre Jr.? He's a nice ball player. Um, so, if I, if I told you... Which I'm sure you will. A player had 20 points a game, 5 rebounds a game. Uh, I don't think I have these written down right. Never mind. <laughs> Anyways, about 20 points a game, three and a half threes per game, uh, 840 from the line, Five rebounds a game and uh, 1.9 steals per game. No, I'd say that sounds like a poor man's Victor Oladipo. Yeah, or Victor Oladipo <laughs> three years ago. But <laughs> One of the, the the those are Malik Beasley's numbers since getting to Minnesota. Okay. We'll so see. he was in uh, Denver, traded to Minnesota, on fire ever since. Was D'Angelo Russell playing in those days? Off and on. Off and on. I, I mean, maybe. They are they are talking about offering him a good contract, but I agree. I mean, there's there's some guys here like I'm not necessarily super high on myself, but I did pick up the majority of my uh, um, roster from the waiver wire with the idea of these guys have potential, in my opinion. So I think that – and with trades too, Matisse Thibel, Gogo Batadze, Zach Collins, I think that there's at least trade value in some of these. There certainly could be, so. um, but like that's that's, and I guess that kind of goes along. I don't see them as high upside guys who are going to th- change your franchise. But no. as a trade piece, it can certainly be there, and then you use those trade pieces to accumulate. Basically, the idea. But even then, like, what are you sh- shooting for at that point? Yeah. Trying to trade for draft picks? Well, Josh already has them. Yeah. So, yeah. That's why I would have winning a Toto higher because he's got the draft capital in place. East Mesa Trading Company has the ability to acquire that those picks, yeah. but it's not there yet. 
I have five picks in the next three years, but Josh's are better. Yeah. I mean, with East Mesa Trading Company, I think you're looking at one lottery pick, probably. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. If you own the picks, you have the chance of getting in the lottery. And if you have the lottery picks, you've got a chance of hitting the home run. So that was East Mesa Trading Company. Uh, they had a total of 27, uh, 24 points. Uh, moving up the list at number 12 with 27 points, we have Jaw Dogs. I actually, I think I underrated them. A underrated? Bit. I did. Where I did, did you have them? Uh, um, have to go... 12th? I think I had them. Yeah, yeah, I had him at 12. 12. I wish I had skyrocketed him up to 11, which skyrocketed. skyrocketed well, I mean, you could move him from 12 to 11 slowly, yeah. or you could strap a rocket ship to him and, and rocket there. him up there. And Why he, waste the time? It's 2020. Let's get a move on. He's got his draft picks. He's got his draft picks. Uh, he's got John Morant, John who I would, piece. for a rebuilding team, I would value him over either Bam for the East Mesa Trading Company or Jamal certainly Murray. over Jamal Murray for um, Winnie and Toto. I do, I do, I should mention, I value Bam a lot more than Murray. So, well, you know, you. East Mesa Trading Company gets some credit for that, but not more than Murray and Murray and three lottery picks. I'd, um, I'd take that. So pulling up Jadog's roster here, and thank you, Trevor. Providing such wonderful offseason. Oh, offices. the official league historian and assistant commissioner does a fantastic job for this league. All right, so De'Aaron Fox, not a bad piece. I know a lot of excellent guys, piece. A lot of people like him. Uh, kudos to Jay for holding on to Jalen Brown. Yeah, um, I would have dropped Jalen Brown for years. I just, would have, I would have spent two and a half years just dropping him every single day. Yeah, if he were on my team. And the same could be said maybe for Mobamba. I mean, I would have dropped him by now, but maybe he, maybe the patience pays off. Maybe I kind of like him, um, but like, I think of him as Bismack Biombo, except turned up to eleven. And you know how I love Bismack Biombo. Yeah. So, yeah. but you know how Bismack Biombo ended I, up treating me. Same thing with Michael Porter. Yeah, the Michael Porter's paying off. Yes, it is. He's been great in the bubble. Yeah, and so he's he's got some, you know, I, I, Kobe White looks interesting at the very, you know, at the least, maybe even quite good. T.J. Warren is blowing up. Really, jaw drop dogs are doing as well in the bubble as anybody, probably better. Yeah, and if Clay Thompson comes back next year and T.J. Warren keeps it up and these guys stay healthy, who knows? I wouldn't jump all over. I wouldn't jump. I wouldn't say playoff, but no, no, but better than twelve. Yeah, I mean with health. So and so for a for for a future team to be sitting there as like I don't know an interesting team, I think that's saying something. He still needs a few more draft picks and needs to hit on another and, star or two. And he's a handful of guys too where it's like, what do you do? You know, like I, I, I kind of see his dilemma like Jarrett Culver, Darius Garland, yeah. uh, TJ Washington. What do you do? I don't guys? really believe in any of them, but, but can you draw I also but I didn't believe in Jalen Brown. So I I, I get it's yeah. kind of the opposite of uh, winning a Toto where he's slow on the, the draw and it's paid off for him. Yeah. So I get it. Um no, it, it, it's it's an interesting team that has some some future. It'd be nice to see Jay back in the playoffs. Zubac, Zubac is nice. Oh, see that one. Like, what's his upside? He's a backup center. 
his upside is hoping to be what we hope Jakob Pertl can be if he were to get minutes. I think he's probably backup center too. Yeah. Like you got to be real good to provide value in twenty minutes a night. Yeah. It's basically Nerlens Noel and nobody else. Wait, Nerlens Noel? Who's on? Whose team is that? Well, a very savvy manager. Oh. But you look at Noel, like he's got the perfect fantasy game. It's just he's not that good at actual basketball, and so he doesn't get the minutes. Yeah, and so if you're not racking up tons of defensive stats, steals, blocks, or both, and Zubac, then you're not going to provide value in those few minutes, and Zubash doesn't really do those things. Yeah. So if I'm looking at that team and I'm thinking, who am I dropping for the draft, that's probably it. Um, curious what uh, Zubach's per 36 minutes is. No, because I don't think he'll ever play per 36. He's probably going to get 36. 16 points, 14 rebounds. No. But, what are the defensive stats, though? Uh, .4 steals and two blocks. Not two blocks, but he's never going to play 36 minutes. That's just not. not. Um, anyone, anything else to add for John Dogs? No. How about you? No. Okay. Good. Uh, we got 11 at 11th place here. Uh, we got the Broken Walls. With uh, 32 points. Okay. Well, first of all, can I say I don't really like team names that are named after active players, but I like that one. Uh, yeah, you can say that. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's it's officially been said and sanctioned by Dallin. Yeah. Um, I used to do that a lot, but then I traded too many players, and so I named my team after Rudy Gobert, and then I'd trade them, and then I'd have a Gobert name. It's it, it's it's a dangerous game to play. So. I don't play it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Wall is still on Ben's team, so yeah. and, and, and checks out. We haven't really started talking about his team, but it's really one of the most interesting teams in the league. This is a hot topic. This 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 particular team is, is a, I think a lot of people are curious how it's going to play out. It's such, it, it's such a weird draft pick next year. It's such a weird thing where he's just like, well, I'm going to be detaching from – society for a little while so i'll just trade for a bunch of guys that are injured right now that's weird and yeah it's kind of exciting i'm a little bit skeptical because i feel like a lot of things have to go right in order for it to pay off and you can have a guy and say well if he comes back but but to say that six times yeah or how many john John wall Wall, okay kevin durant okay gordon hayward well, Gordon Hayward's pretty much back. Yeah. I mean, he got injured he, again. He took him on as a risk. Yes. Uh, no, he didn't. DeMarcus Cousins. He, he, gave, he gave me Jimmy Butler for him. You had Gordon Hayward? I think so. I thought I traded it to him because I had Gordon Hayward, and after he got injured, I traded him. Well. We'll have to go back. Trevor, leak historian, find out how Ben <laughs> Frederick got Gordon Hayward and let us know for the next podcast. Uh, but we, so let's take Gordon Hayward, uh, DeMarcus Cousins, and that's it. So that's one, two, three, only four. Four. But I do think that there's just going to be a question mark hanging over Kevin Love for the rest of his yeah, career. Yeah, there's those guys with question marks. Yeah. And You've then Draymond Green Draymond as well. Green. Can he, because he was bad this year and I think he can bounce back maybe. Was that, was that a product of Draymond being, being bad or him not caring? I think he was bad because he didn't care. Yeah. But I also have always thought that he's not going to age exceptionally gracefully. Um, Looks or skills on the court? Well, I assume that he'll age well (laughs) 
in the looks department. But uh, but no, in terms of skill, he's undersized. I think size size ages well. Rudy Gobert is always going to be taller than pretty much everybody else. Yeah. Draymond Green's always going to be a real like the shortest he center might slow in down, the NBA. But still block a shot. Yeah, but you know, once once the defensive stats are gone from Draymond, I don't know what's really left. So he could come back just from caring. Yeah, but I mean, let's say John Wall, Kevin Durant. Um, DeMarcus Cousins and Gordon Hayward come back to be 70% of what they were collectively. Then it's a dangerous team. That's I just I, like three of those guys are coming back from Achilles. That's a big deal. Yeah. Durant, I think, will still be good no matter what. Yeah, I've always I've always thought it's of Durant. Durant, I've always thought of Durant as being Dirk, but with more athleticism. And so if he just say, becomes Dirk, that's you know, that's good. I thought you say something like Dirk, but maybe just not white. Oh no! I mean, it's <laughs> just a non-white for Dirk. No, like because he's he's more athletic. He moves better. He handles the ball better. Yeah, and he's, true. The the ball handling is still gonna be there, but I I think because he's so tall and because he's so shot um, jump shot dominant, I don't think those things are gonna go away. So he seems to have a good chance of coming back. Yeah. Cousins has had injury on top of injury on top of injury, and then he capped it all off with with the Achilles, which so, is the worst thing you can get. And then John Wall, he needs to be quick, and I don't know that he's going to be quick anymore. For the sake of time, we'll do some rapid-fire rapid questions to you about his team. Let's hear it. So those four guys, John Wall, Kevin Durant, DeMarcus Cousins, Gordon Hayward, how many years, how many productive years will they give them? Cumulative? Yeah. Well, four or five, maybe. Okay. Even, no, even that, that's too high. That's too high. I, I legitimately don't think Cousins will ever give him another productive season. And if we're calling productive season top 50, I don't think Wall does either. Okay. Durant, I think, comes back and has a couple. But that would be stretched out over the next few years, and this team's not built to be stretched out over the next few years. And he traded his draft pick to me, so he doesn't have a draft pick next year. Um, and if he does, I'm, I'm, I have to pull it up draft pick zone, but it's, he doesn't have his own is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so then young talent, you're looking at Terry Rozier, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, and Tyler Hero. I like Ingram. I like Ingram less than everybody else likes Ingram. But, like Ingram quite a bit. but at this point, like he's, he's good. Um, Kuzma's never really been good. He mostly just plays for the Lakers, so people make a big deal out of him. If he played for Houston or Utah, nobody would care. He was in a Taco Bell commercial with Devin Booker, though. So that's... I've not seen that Taco Bell I'm pretty commercial. sure it was Taco Bell. Um, it was like a rap battle in the parking lot, and they were hanging out on some cars. Bram knows what I'm talking about. Do either of those two gentlemen rap? Uh, or were they just just no, viewing just kind of the... hanging out in hoodies, you know, just like in, okay. the, in the group. As NBA players do, As hanging NBA. out in the parking lot <laughs> of a Taco Bell. Anyways, um, I'll end with saying Paul George. Thoughts? How does, I mean... I think he's really good. I think that if come halfway through the season, Broken Walls is out of the playoffs, I think I'd shop him. Okay. And just, that, like, like, if you're going to hard reboot, you've got the pieces there to do it. But let's say you've got a healthy Kevin Durant and a healthy Paul George and 70% of the rest of these guys, Draymond Green's, Gordon Edwards. If, if Durant comes back and is close to Durant, which is like, like, yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, he's going to have to 
a lot of it though depends on what does he do with the other guys. When does yeah. he cut bait, bait on Cousins? around it? Where are your weak spots? Yeah. Does he yeah. cut bait on John Wall if he comes back slow, or does he tell himself, well, he'll get it's back to strength and and you know it may take a year to come back. It may take half a year. And so is he is he going to be patient enough to ride through with those guys, or is he going to cut bait and try and make the playoffs next year? It's it's one of the most interesting teams because it's such a weird build. Yeah. And I know we took a little extra time on it, but I feel like it's worthy. Yeah, 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 definitely. Like the, the Ben's team is an interesting one. Um, anything else you'd add on, on his team? No, that's. Okay. I'm excited to see where it goes. I am too. Coming in at uh, in the tenth spot with 37 points, we have San Diego's own Super Zombies. Um, any thoughts there? Um, it's no, no. I was no, on. not a single one. In ninth place. <laughs> When I was looking over his team, it's, it's I've been thinking about his team a fair amount lately, which doesn't seem like a healthy thing to do. Think about somebody else's fantasy team. But he's been he's been rebuilding and I think in a lot of ways he's done a really great job because the draft has gone exceptionally drafted, well for him. He's drafted very well. He he has. And I think about those guys and I'm like, man, that's a really you know, Zion, Jaron Jackson, um, Who's the other one? Jason, Jason Tatum. Tatum. Like that's a really Warren strong Markin. core. Wendell so, Carter. That's a really strong core. And there's you know Markin and and Carter have kind of underwhelmed lately, but I still believe in both of them. Mm-hmm. I, I I hope one of them gets traded. As a big Wendell Carter fan, I I, I root for him. You got Thomas the Train Bryant. I do not think he's good. Huh? But Benson the, would disagree. Mm-hmm. That he's free to do so. <laughs> but no, I just I think about those guys. I'm like, yeah, it's a really strong core. And then I look at the rest of the team, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Sadoransky's okay, but he's a backup point guard. Am I really going to get excited about a backup point guard? I I honestly don't know what's going on with Otto Porter. Like, injured, what's his, is he not injured? Is what injured? is his injury, and why is it taking him a year to come? I I just assume he's playing a lot of Nintendo right now. I don't know what his deal is. Probably Nintendo. Um, he's 30, I believe. Is he really? Isn't that surprising? I'm, the, I'm so surprised, I'm not sure that I believe you. I was with Ben the other day, and we looked this up. I'll pull it up now. Otto Porter Jr. And, uh, oh, and he's not 30. He's 27. That sounds like a much more believable age. But 27 still not young. I thought he was younger than he's, he's coming into his prime if his body allows him to have a prime. Um... But if he comes back, he's healthy. It's 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 an interesting team. I think it's still a couple pieces away. Um, you like Seku? Eh. If you're rebuilding, you might as well hang on to him. But I'm a little bit skeptical that there's anything there. Yeah. Norman Powell? He had a good year this year. I, I think he's another, like, is he the third best guard on his team? It's kind of a scary place to be. Yeah. And then Kendrick Nunn, who's in the – Rookie of the Year discussion. He was in and drafted. Yes. Well, but it's like it's like who's going to be the worst third place vote getter to ever get votes for Rookie of the Year? I don't think Hendrick Nunn's anything. He's he's young, but I don't think he's particularly good. I mean, where was he? Where was he in Yahoo rankings last year? So Kendrick Nunn um, averaged fifteen points. Meh. Uh, just under a steal a game at point eight. Meh. Uh, total rebounds 2.7. Meh. Assists 3.3. Meh. Yeah. Field goal percentage. 
439. And how many minutes is this? Because he played a significant amount of minutes. He's starting, right? Just under 30 minutes. So, that, like, that's how many minutes he's going to play, and he's not good. Yeah. So he's not going to increase his value by playing more minutes. That's the easiest way to get more value. And so, I, to me, he's just kind of – he's just, young, but he's not that good. But 15 points, three assists as a, as, a, as a rookie with Jimmy Butler on your team isn't bad. It's not – yeah, um, but he has to get a lot better in order for him to get better. And yeah. the easiest way to get better in fantasy basketball is to get more minutes. The hardest way to get better is to actually make yourself into a significantly better ball player. And this is a guy who – he's not super young. That's a good point. He's not super young, and I feel like a lot of NBA GMs and NBA scouts looked at him and said, meh. And, and after a meh year, I think my final verdict is meh. meh. Well, fair enough. Uh, anything else you'd add about the San Diego Super Zombies? He does still have his draft picks. He does. And that's worked out very well for him. You know what? If he adds one or two more nice pieces to add with Zion, Darren Jackson Jr., and some of these other guys, it could shape out very well for him. Yeah, exactly. And and as we go up, we're going to see teams that are, I think, better. So in wrapping things up for the San Diego Super Zombies, what would your final thoughts be on that? He has the stars, which is the hardest thing to get. And so if he can just continue to add to that base, I certainly think that he can be there in realistically a year or two away from actual contention for a title. Oh, well, there you go. High praise from uh, High Throne. I guess. Uh, Okay. Going up to getting up in the higher echelon of the point system in the the rankings, uh, we make a jump here up to 45 points. We have the pride, the pride of the pride rock, uh, the the pride of Mesa. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. The pride of the he doesn't he doesn't specify, and so I'm going to honor whatever he puts as his official league name and just leave it at the pride. Um, he's kind of the opposite in some ways to the super zombies. The super zombies have a couple of stars, but it doesn't really fill out through the bottom of the roster, whereas. The Pride, I don't know that they have any stars, but I was when I was looking over the rosters, this was the one that surprised me most because it's just thick with good young players. I mean, he, he may have 10 guys in the top 100 next year, maybe more. Yeah. And that's a valuable thing. Yeah, you got Colin Sexton, uh, D'Angelo Russell, Mikel uh, Bridges, Ramona Sabonis, John Collins, John Collins may be a fantasy star, so perhaps that's – I still wouldn't take him over, you know, Zion or Tatum or somebody like that. But but he's he's got good players. He's got young players. Brandon tends to always squeeze out a few more wins than I expect him to. Right. Maybe that's just because I've never actually respected him all, as much as he deserves. But that doesn't sound like me. I'm just trying to look up Zach Levine's age. I can't remember if he's a young stud or okay, he's 25. 25. So he's coming into his prime. Um, injured, he, injured a lot. No? I don't think of him as being particularly injury prone. What are his game totals over the years? So games played, uh, rookie year, 77, then 82. So good. That's good. 47, 24. That's bad. Um, 63, 60. One of those years being cut off this yeah. so one of the well and one of the, one of those years was a strike year right uh i don't remember but i mean right there in the middle 47 24 i mean i don't know he's bounced back here too in the beginning to the end 
going to get hurt at some point, probably. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, don't think of him as being an injury prone player. CJ McCollum's getting older. CJ McCollum's getting, but I feel like I know what CJ is, and he's going to be that for a couple more years, and that's a solidly top one hundred, top seventy five player. I think you have one year where he was up there in like twenty, and that wasn't realistic, but. Yeah. You know, it's just it's it's a lot of good players. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest. I, w- I wasn't expecting a lot of Colin Sexton. And I was. I like Colin Sexton. I, I always believed in the player more than the, the person more than the stat line, and so far he's kind of shown with shown up with that. Yeah. I do worry that he will never like there there are flaws in his game that I don't think ever go away. The a point guard being that bad at setting up his teammates is astounding. Well, this ain't Darius Garland. So. That does not help. <laughs> they don't have anything. They don't. Uh, the, the Cavaliers are awful. But so maybe he ends up just as like a scoring guard off the bench or something like that. But I do, I do like him, and he's really improved himself a lot. Like when he came into the league, and even before that, when he went into college, he wasn't a big deal. And then he made himself into a big deal. And then he comes into the league, and he's this can't shoot guard, and then he makes himself into a good shooter. So what comes next? I do think, like I say, the way he sees the court and the way he reads the game might not ever go away because you can't work your way through that so much. But I do, I do like the player, and I think that he can continue to improve. Yeah. Um, he, may, he doesn't have star upside, I don't believe, because he just doesn't read the game that well, and he's such a bad defender. But I do think that we should expect a lot of top 100 seasons from him. And like I say, the, the, the strength of the pride is just in having lots and lots of young players with some ability to improve. But mostly they're just all solid to good players. And they've capped out for the most part, you feel like? A lot of them. I think like D'Angelo Russell, I feel like I know what that is. Yeah. It's good. It's not great, but it's good. Um, but no, I, I think that he can – Challenge for the playoffs for the foreseeable future. I mean, when the season ended, he was in the sixth spot this year. He was. Um, he makes the playoffs more than I think people recognize. Yeah, he's he's a good manager who grinds out wins. I do think – I think he's down here on the list kind of low just because I don't see how that team becomes the best team in the league or the second best team in the league. I don't – that team can challenge for the playoffs for the next five years, maybe longer, but I don't think it's ever going to get a bye week. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, what do you think of the most recent trade of his draft pick for Mikel Bridges? I like it better. When it happened, I didn't like it for him at all. But as I look at his team, I think his team's better than I gave it credit for. And Mikel Bridges looks good. It ultimately comes down to, does he make the playoffs next year? Mm-hmm. If he misses the playoffs, then he's giving up a lottery. valuable lottery pick. I don't know. Who knows what lottery picks are worth, though, next year? Because there's a decent chance there's going to be no college basketball, which means the guys are less developed and our ability to scout them is massively diminished. And so it's going to be guessing on guys who haven't played basketball in a year. That's scary. As somebody who's heavily invested in next year's draft and really believes in the quality of next year's draft, I just I, I expect that the value of those picks is going to be diminished because... We don't know why. We don't know. And maybe they do end up playing college basketball, and so who cares? But it is something to keep in mind. But ultimately, I think whether that trade is a good trade for him comes down to whether or not he makes the playoffs. So you'd say John Collins is his best player? 
Yeah, and then probably. You, you got the next tier, a couple guys that have been all Maybe Sabonis. Sabonis is I good. I was going to say, because the next tier would be guys that played in All-Star games, which is Sabonis and Russell. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Belgrade's, Belgrade, Serbia's Pride and Joy, Bogdan Bogdanovich. I like Bogdan Bogdanovich. I think he's a good player. I think he's a and nice ball player. It seems like Sacramento seems to value him more than Buddy Heald. <laughs> they do seem to value him more than Buddy Heald. So um, we'll see how that goes. He's a restricted free agent. So draft the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but what, whatever team he plays for next year is going to be invested in him, and so I would expect for him to get good minutes. And he has a fairly fantasy friendly game. So it's. I don't think he's a star ever, but it's another. I don't know. Top seventy. Top. 80, like top 70 players. He's got eight or nine guys that are right there. And it's kind of nice because it makes him less susceptible to injury. You look at somebody like Super Zombies um, or Avatar and Blu-ray who will come up to, they've got some really great players. Well, if one of those guys is injured for a month, then your team's just trash for a month. Yeah. Whereas the Pride's not as susceptible to that because just everyone's kind of good. Yeah. Uh, anything else you'd add on the, the Pride? No. All right. Moving on with 49 points, falling into eighth place, uh, James Cameron's Avatar on Blu-ray. It's it's weird. I mean, everybody knows what Avatar on Blu-ray is. It's three really, 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 really great players, and then huh? some other stuff. <laughs> I think three good players and what? Yeah, I I, th- I think I think his three core players are. Three of the five most valuable pieces in the league. I, I would give my children for Luka Doncic. Is there anyone in our league that you would rather have than Luka Doncic? No. Take Luka over Towns. I would. I think I'd take Towns. But uh, no, like like that's definitely I mean, for the rebounds because Luka gets those. Yeah. What about the free throw percentage? Like that's probably going to go up though, right? I think Luca's going to be just fine with free throws. Okay. He's, you know, he's got a lot on his plate. What about defensive stats? I know Towns isn't an ace at that, but he blocks a few shots. Uh, it, it, whatever. The point is, we're at least it, it's very much a conversation to have. Um, Giannis is obviously amazing. The free throw percentage hurts a lot, and it kind of forces you to make some choices. But I don't think it's he can surround him with enough good shooters that he's not a terrible free throw team. Right, and then Jokic is great. Jokic, Jokic is great. No, um, so so, but Jokic, after that, Antetokounmpo and Doncic is amazing. Yes, I think Saric is all right. I think I, this year and but in the bubble, he played very well. He's one of the, he's one of those guys. He's one of those guys that needs to play a lot of minutes to be good, and I don't think he's going to play a lot of minutes. Yeah. He's no, I think he's a, I think he's a bench player. And you've got to be something special to be a top 100 player coming off the bench. Here's a player that I know I'm higher on than you, Dennis Schroeder. You know, he's 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 a bench player. Yeah. <laughs> that's He's a backup point guard. He plays a lot of minutes. Um, and maybe you can just always well, play him next to Shea. Because he's playing behind one of the greatest point guards in NBA history. Do you think he's one of the 30 best point guards in the NBA? I think he could. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I'd have to I mean, he's the third best point guard on his team. But they have Shea. But they've got, yeah. And the nice thing with Shea is, plays, what, yeah, he still plays a ton of minutes. 23 minutes a game? You can play him next to no, Shea because Shea's so yeah. tall. It's, you can you can do it. He's all right. Um, And, like, even even Derrick Rose this year was kind of good. 
I don't know if that'll continue, but he was kind of good. And he's not that old. He's he's kind of settled into a quality bench player at an age when you know maybe that's what he should be doing. He just got there in a really weird and frankly kind of ugly route. Yeah. So in 30 minutes a game, Schroeder got 18 points, uh, four assists, just under a steal a game at point seven. Yeah, 3.6 rebounds. Still like him more? I mean, still like, like him more well, than I like me? Him, I like him enough. He's rosterable. I'm not, I'm he, gonna, yeah, he's, he's rosterable. There are some guys on that team that are not rosterable. Bojan Bogdanovic is rosterable. Bojan's a good ball player. And Schroeder. And Saric. Larry it's Nance is worth game. owning. Larry Nance. I like, it's enough. it's a little risky, but um, eventually he's going to get minutes. And if he gets minutes, he's the type of guy who, because he blocks shots at the rate he blocks them, he can he can then provide value so, off the bench. Larry Nance played 26 minutes per game, 10 points, 7 rebounds, 1 steal. Where's blocks? Am I imagining uh, that he's good at blocks when he's actually four. not? It's no, steals. he's good at steals. Well, he's one steals. one steal a game is not that well, great. Well, and but like one point five year before that, okay, before that one point four. I mean, he's the type of guy who can get two steals a night. That's a tough. Yeah, that's a tough step to build your entire fantasy uh, value off of. I guess the point I'm trying to get to is there's a couple guys like Rajon Rondo, Carmelo Anthony, Harrison Barnes, Paul Millsap, Patrick Beverly. These are also players on his team. Yeah, Beverly's worth owning, I think. Yeah. The others. Aren't, but it's it's kind of Barnes. You don't think is worth having? Eh, I don't know. I mean, maybe As just because maybe just because he plays for Sacramento. I wonder if they kind of lose some of their allegiance to Harrison Barnes with the turnover at GM. Man, what kind of terrible manager would have drafted him in the original? Uh, uh, he was a competent draft. <laughs> Didn't I trade him to you? You did. I did. I think so. For what? For, Jeremy Lin? No, no, no. A young and budding, but not yet proven, Isaiah Thomas. Oh. Whom I believe I dropped in oh. order to win a title. I did. I dropped him for Kevin Garnett in order to lock down my first title. Fool. Oh. Huh? Flags fly forever. Flags fly. Um, so, Beverly, uh, before we move on, just looking at his numbers. Uh, you know, Beverly plays about 26 minutes a night. He gets eight points, uh, five rebounds. Nice, actually. Four, 3.6 assists and a steal. Yeah. Can help out in the yeah. here and there. If he's a fit, he's pretty efficient, right? Like that, um, that helps when you're. Sometimes that's the difference between like the 130th best player well, and the on a 95th. Very, on a very, very low volume, six, 66% from the line. Mm. He's not hurt yet at one, at less than a tenth, one attempt a game, and his field goal percentage is only at forty three. Yeah, that's so, not. Yeah. I am thoroughly underwhelmed yeah. with Patrick Beverly. Um, can I uh, run something by you? Yeah, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about their dynasty league, and they said one of the ways that they get more people involved in their dynasty league is that most people have an assistant manager. And I'm not interested in bringing in an assistant manager. Very comfortable running things by myself. But I think we can all agree that that Avatar on Blu-ray might benefit from an assistant manager. Just or, the day-to-day operations. Or, nothing, nothing on the brainchild. I feel, I feel like there are three levels of assistant manager. There's, like, the coach, and he just he, he sets the lineup and maybe is consulted on trades. There's the general manager who shops trades around but still has to get approval from the owner. 
And then there's like president of basketball operations who does all the work. And then the owner just gets to sit back and, and reap the rewards. So something like that, I think, would probably help Avatar on Blu-ray. Right. I know, I know, Kevin is a busy man. He's a busy man, but, and but I think team, his mentality is he's like, "Ah, my team's not good enough, so what's the point?" My it should be good enough, though. But now with, with Jokic, Luka and Jokic and Giannis, I think oof. those three guys—if you just bench the rest of your team and play Luca all week, Jokic all week, and Giannis all week—you're winning a couple categories. You're winning a couple. Yeah. Like you wouldn't assist. So you drop you drop your Ray John Rondos, you drop your Carmelo Anthony, you pick up some guy off wave, waivers, and maybe you got something. Yeah. As, as long as you're setting your lineup. Yeah, yeah, I think. Kevin, if you can hear this, this is a this is a prayer from the rest of the league to set your lineup this year. I think he's been getting better though. It was significantly better this year. This year it was better. Um, but the team's better, and like I say, they, that team can go somewhere. Yeah. The hardest thing is to get stars, and he's got three of them. I'll just never forget, like, he played you one week, and then I played him the week after he played you, and he didn't set his lineup at all the week he played you, and you won 9-0. Oh, good. oh I remember winning 9-0. And then, and then and the next week, he was time. like, oh, I need something to line up. He brought, who, he brought Giannis in, who was on the bench the whole week against you, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I squeaked out a win at 5-4. Big difference between 9-0 and 5-4. I was frustrated. Big difference between 9-0 and 5 But um, I think that Kevin, if he makes a few just minor moves, doesn't even make trades. I'm thinking just waiver wires and drafts. He's in the well, and he can make trades. He's a smart guy. He can do it. He's a smart guy. I like. I, I think. I think actually, I think Kevin's smarter than I am at this. I just think he, he's busier. So you got to put in the work. So anything else you'd add? No, um, I'm good with it. Avatar. Okay, so. Uh, oh, hey, can I, can I, the other day, this is seriously like three days ago, I think I finally got his name. Because on Yahoo, you select your avatar. And his avatar is avatar. I didn't, I did not get that joke until days ago. I just got it now when you told me. I think, and maybe that's not the joke. I, I just thought he really liked James Cameron movies. It's, it's, uh, I and think the that's that the joke. I think, and it's good. It's a good joke. And it's even better that it took me this long because now I'm the butt of the joke. Like the punchline is the Blu-ray case and that I'm dumb. And that's hilarious. Yeah. Well, anything else you'd add? No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I think that's a great place to end. Um, coming in seventh place with 50 points. Boom shakalaka laka laka laka. That's a tough one. I had it I had him ranked significantly lower, which was kind of hard to do because I have a great deal of respect for the team and I think that it's a playoff team next year. Let's see. I so we'll talk about your and I. So you had him 10. 10. And I had him 10. And we actually agreed on something. And ultimately the the way I did my rankings was kind of who's going to who do I think is going to win the most titles in the next 10 years? Because I feel like whatever's beyond 10 years is too far out. Um, I mean, the guys that I plan on drafting the next couple of years will still be dominating, but it's going to be the tail end of their domination. Yeah. But who's And so with, with, with Boom Shakalaka, I think he has a very good shot at winning over the next year or two or three. Yeah. But it's kind of – he's kind of in a precarious spot because he's so heavily dependent on Curry and Harden. Well, approved this year. Curry went down. He was out all year, and he was fighting for a playoff spot. 
Was he? Yeah. I didn't even. Well, no, uh, no. I'm saying, was he fighting for a playoff spot? I thought he was just kind of done. Like I didn't. The point I'm making is he wasn't in. Yeah. No. If he's if he's missing one of those guys for a significant amount of time, then he's just not even close. You know, really good pieces: Malcolm Brogdon, Spencer Dinwiddie, Marcus Aldridge, but they are not enough to get you in. You need Steph Curry and James Harden to be Steph Curry. Yeah. Um, Dinwiddie's interesting because I think he's got a lot of upside. He, I, I would take him over Dennis Schroeder in a second. I think he's definitely. I think, one I, would of, too. I think he's definitely one of the thirty best point guards in the NBA. Yeah. And if he gets to be a starter, I think he puts out huge value. I like I like him a lot. So he's he's, you know, twenty seven years old. Uh, Dinwiddie plays. He still plays thirty one minutes a night, twenty points. A well, he did last year. But when Kyrie's back and Durant's around, they're not going to need another ball handler on the court, and that's what Dinwiddie is. Did, did Kyrie say, you know, we'll just play two on five, just being, or maybe they want DeAndre Jordan there? They definitely want DeAndre Jordan so there. So three on five yeah. basketball. That seems about right. Maybe roll out a few of the assistant coaches just to play some defense. Uh, they are buddies with Dinwiddie, but yeah. ultimately, I don't want them to be friends. I want if I if I were a Dinwiddie owner, I would be hoping for a trade. Brogdon, I think, loses some value next year with Oladipo back and a larger part of the offense. Um, Aaron Gordon? I don't know. Like Maybe someday he'll be good at fantasy basketball, but I'm kind of leaning towards maybe not. He has your draft picks, I think, the next two years, and he has his own. That's not nothing. Yeah. Um, and it certainly contributes. That's what he's – when I was weighing – the value of some of these teams, it's kind of weird because I'm like, well, if, if he's in the playoffs, that means it's a good thing because he has a shot at getting a title. And he is a, a team that, you know, if he if he's in the playoffs, he can definitely win it. But if he's not in the playoffs, then those draft picks of his are very valuable. So he gets kind of – he gets credit both ways on that from me. Okay. Um, any last hot takes on his team? I'm just looking at the clock going. We're running – you know, we probably need to keep – I, I, I am a big Miles Turner fan. He, uh, <laughs> like he's, he's the league leader in guys who need to get a haircut. But oh, since Alfred Payton got his cut, I I vastly prefer Alfred Payton's haircut to Miles Turner. Yeah. Worst haircut in deck. No, who was it? Drew Gooden that had just like the patch right at the base of his skull. Uh, I think it was Drew Gooden, and it was awful. Um. I actually heard him mock his own haircut while watching a Wizards bubble game because that's how much I like Troy Brown. I listened to Drew Gooden ramble during an exhibition game. Yep. I just pulled up a picture for those of you who cannot see this, which would be all of you. He is correct. Drew Gooden had terrible hair. Yeah, it's it, it's up there with Miles Turner hair. Um, all right. Uh, if nothing else, I'll move on. Uh, we've got... That was seventh place. Uh, so moving up the list, at sixth place we got Keyboard Cat, and he had a total of how is he so low? Sixty-seven points. I believe I had him third. I think I think that's a good team. He's kind of what we talked about with Ben, with having stars, but not having it. Um, Keyboard Cat's just matured a little bit more. And so he has more than just his few stars. I think we agreed on him as well, actually. Uh, you had him third, and I had him third. So other people just had him lower. Well, 
I mean, other people are going to be wrong. Ultimately, it doesn't really matter. Where did he rank himself? Uh, he didn't send me one yet. Okay, that's fine. Email later. That's fine. Yeah, no, I, Carl I, Towns I texted him super... earlier, and I told him that he was hovering around third at the time he was hovering around third, and he said he was surprised by that. I think I would have Carl Towns probably as the most valuable asset in fantasy in, in our league right now. He's super good. He has, to this point, been very dependable. He missed time this year, but I don't worry about that. Uh, he does a lot of different things. Still only 24 years old. He's 24 years old, and he's already the best offensive center in the world. 26 points, 10 rebounds, steal a game, a block a game. And you can build. He's such a good three-point shooter and such a good free-throw shooter. You can build a very specific type of team around him, yeah. maybe one that would include Trey Young. And so you can you can do some things, and I, I just I think he's got the stars. Trey's amazing. It it's a real kick in the pants that Jonathan Isaac's hurt again, because Jonathan Isaac's wonderful. And if you're listening, Ed, I'm open to offers. I'm, sure, I'm not sure what you have that. It's got to be Bam centric, right? I mean, we'll see. I I don't think I'd give Bam up in a trade for Isaac. Isaac's amazing. I'd have to get way more back. But okay. More on that later. More on that later. Uh, trade talks pending. Find his. I mean, a trade talk with Ed is like me sending a text and then four days later sending another text and then reminding him that there's a two texts waiting and then by the end of the week he says, "Oh, sorry, I didn't have time." No. So. Well, you know. As, week, long, as long as you get some there. As long as you get there, yeah, you get a week's worth of excitement out of it. Uh, there he is, guys. Team Pope. You know, I was thinking about this earlier. Uh, the glue on this team, Marcus Smart. Mark, I think I love Marcus Smart. I think he may have finally won the three Marcus Smart trades that he and I had. Because we passed Marcus Smart back and forth a couple of times. I did not realize that. I think I drafted him and then traded him to him, and then he maybe dropped him, and then I picked him up and then traded him back, and then maybe traded for him. I don't know. It, it, was, it was complicated, and we had a lot of Marcus Smart trades. Yeah. Um, and he's he's good. It's kind of the same thing with Colin Sexton, where like I believe in the guy. The guy's really hardworking, and so he makes himself better. Mm-hmm. So Marcus Smart's a significantly better player than he was two or three or four years ago. Clint Capella, Houston. Clint Capella, Atlanta. Oh. Who's that? I don't know. I mean, it's it's. I would like him less just because Collins is there. Clint Capella and Houston didn't have to play next to any other bigs. Yeah. And if they were, if there was another big on the court, the big was standing behind the three-point arc. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that makes him worse. But um, we'll see. We'll see. Markel Fultz. Starting to turn that corner. He's had some good games. I I suspect that there are a lot of people who value him more than me. And if I were I Ed, I would be shopping him for that I reason. offered him a couple offers for Markel. Any he is invested in Markel Fultz, and he wants to see it through. I don't know where it's going to get him, but, uh, you know, it's certainly looking much brighter. He's had a lot of really good luck in the lottery, and then Markel Fultz happened to kind of negate most, if not all, of his good luck. So you're saying Ed is willing to give Markel Fultz a shot because Markel Fultz doesn't have a shot himself. Oh, I yes. There's a joke there. That is, I get it. At least somebody's willing to give him a shot. I, yes, yes. Um, I like Markel you Fultz. You nailed it, buddy. Uh, Devontae Graham, we'll see. We'll see. Looks good so far, but it's kind of 
I do worry about the upside there. I mean, you got to remember though, this year he he was without Yusuf Nurkic this whole year. Yeah. Oh no, he's a good play. He's a good team. I definitely think that a healthy. I had him like I said. I had him ranked third. I think that a healthy keyboard cat is comfortably a playoff team. He obviously is not going to be healthy all year because of Isaac out for the season. But with Nurkic back taking that place, because Isaac still missed a lot of time this year. Yeah. So Isaac's a good ball player. Those defensive stats are tasty. He's a stud. Drew Holiday's a stud. Um, it's a good team. Well, I think we could both agree we, we would have him higher on this list. We ranked him higher, and I think but the league so. as a whole says maybe not yet. Well, we'll see how it goes. Moving up uh, into the fifth place spot, we're hopefully not take too much more time on per team. Try to get this into a better rhythm. So sorry if we. Eat too much of your time. In the fifth place slot, we've got Dunkman gets paid. Uh, Dunkman gets paid 68 points. So, um, Keyboard Cat 67, Dunkman 68. Very close race there for that fifth and sixth spot. I feel bad for the Dunkman because he's number one team this year. He kind of went all in. Not getting much respect here. And then, well, more than that, he just didn't get to play this year. Like this was this was his best shot at a title ever, and he didn't even get to take the shot because of COVID. Poor guy, lousy COVID. Yeah, um, really, uh, really hurt a few managers. Trevor was probably the biggest. Probably, and he's still he's not dead yet. You know, he can still be just as good next year as he was this past year. Embiid's yeah. still rolling along, and he's great. Yeah. LeBron's still rolling along, and he's great. But he's thirty-five. He is thirty I have no idea how much longer it lasts. I have, I've been expecting a, a decline for a long time. The decline hasn't come yet. No, he's been very good. Um, trying to find this team. You know they're alphabetized, right? There is. Okay. Well, I guess I they're not. They're not alphabetized because D comes before B, but all the others are alphabetized. Well, anyways, I found him. So uh, Eric Bledsoe. The only thing, the only thing I like about him is that he shares my birthday. I like Eric Bledsoe. Why don't you like Eric Bledsoe? I don't know. I maybe mean, it's, it's a, maybe it's a Suns thing. I just didn't like him on the Suns. That's the Suns' fault, not his fault. I think. Um, but he's he's a good player. I owned him for a while though, and I felt like I was very frustrated when I didn't like Bledsoe. But he's a, he's a good ball player. And he fits in well with what minute or what Milwaukee wants to do. Certainly hurt him though. Yeah, well, he's not from, really from a fantasy perspective. I mean, his numbers dipped. He's not really playing on the ball near as much. It's it's sit back and watch Giannis do things. But a rosterable guy, more more than rosterable. Absolutely, yeah. He's yeah. he he helps your team. Lonzo Ball, I think the jury's out. I don't know. I, the I, three point shot was a lot better this year. Yeah, if he keeps up the increased efficiency and the increased volume, I mean, he's making more than two per game this year. I think that makes him a valuable on-court player. He's a good defender, so he's always going to be on the bench or on the court. Um, and the nice thing about Lonzo Ball is that he fits a lot of different builds. So if Trevor decides to reboot, that's something that has a lot. That's a player that has a lot of trade value to a lot of different teams. So you can shop around and get a good price for it. Would you rather have Lonzo or Lamelo? Lonzo. Yeah. I think Lamelo has higher upside, but Lonzo's got a floor of a good player. So. Fair enough. I'd take Lonzo. We uh, just make sure we're not missing anything with the old dunk man. Uh, we all like Evan Fournier. Half the time. You go back and look at his fantasy rankings, and it's it's every other year. 
DeMar DeRozan is the shit sale. The window closed. The the the, the cat the cat the checks are still cashing, so I think he's still gonna get the minutes and he'll keep doing what he does. Uh you know, that's pretty much it. You got Rudy Gobert. Yeah, you know, you know he's going to be Joel and be One of the big things is Hassan Whiteside gave him a ton of value this year, and he's not going to get that next year. No. He's a free agent, so maybe, like, best case scenario is Charlotte brings him in and just gives him a ton of run. But I think it's very unlikely that Hassan Whiteside is going to come close to repeating this season. I think he's more likely to vacation in Cabo uh, during the season next year and take a year off. He is not a trustworthy player, I don't think. Um, but he's got Christian Wood, who – may well replicate a lot of what Whiteside did this year. He may be the most promising piece in Detroit. Mm-hmm. So if they just run him out there. Oh, Blake Griffin? I think I'm done with Blake Griffin. <laughs> uh, I When he came into the league, I was not high on Blake Griffin because I was like, ah, I don't trust his knees. And then like seven years later, I was finally proven right. Yeah. Which I think means that I was proven wrong. But yeah, no, it's – Wood can – Provide a lot of value. Who knows what's going to happen with Robert Williams or Marquise Chris? They're both the time long. long shots. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I've got nothing else to add. Uh, I think Trevor's got a good squad. Uh, I just think that, you know, when and if LeBron James goes, I think his team starts to fall. Yeah, and if he and, doesn't build it correctly from now until then. And Embiid has a time bomb for his knees. Like, it's, I don't know, I don't know what, how long he's going to be good. But it is a team that could fall off a cliff. Do you think that Philadelphia has just a bunch of cloned Joel Embiid's under the under the court and cryo chambers? And they should have spent one of those clothes on on Ben Simmons. And, and it's, it's like the like the prestige. Every time the uh, every time Joel Embiid gets hurt, they just kill him and bring one of the clothes on. Maybe it we is. Just don't know about it. He's, like, Man, he's been healthy for so yeah. long. It's been a long time since he's been healthy. Um, um, it, it wouldn't surprise me though, as he moves forward, if he starts sitting out more games just for rest, because he kind of seems to need it. He's not very well conditioned. Fair. All right. Moving into the fourth spot. I think this manager is going to be a little upset that he's at four. Uh, we've got the flock previous Vlade Ostertag. The flock came in with 70 points total. He's kind of a tricky guy to rank because of his really hard, Free throw punt. The last couple of guys we talked about have been free throw punt, but none of them lean into it as hard as the flock does. Um, he's got some nice players. I don't really see a lot of superstars. If you're punting free throw, Ben Simmons is a superstar. I think punting free throw, punting you, free throws, ben Simmons, Simmons or Giannis, those are the studs. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. He's got a lot of young guys, but they're not young guys that I especially like. Uh, but it's, it, it's a good team, and it's OG, probably a OG player. Newby, player. Uh, Dijonte Murray. He's got Derek White now. That looks like it may well have been a steal of a trade. Derek Jared, White's been fantastic in the bubble. Jared Allen, Mitchell Robinson. Jared Allen's been fantastic in the bubble, too. But uh, he'll never get minutes with the politics. I, don't know, I was watching the game today. He was the best net on the court. Yeah. Um, so maybe he gets minutes. But even even if they just decide to make him the starter, it's still not going to be 30 minutes a game. And his block rate's not such that it creates a lot of value in 28 minutes. What do we make of Cleveland Andre Drummond? I like him a lot less than Detroit Drummond. I just, I feel like Drummond was a foundational piece to what Detroit was doing, which 
maybe that's why they were so bad. But I don't think he's going to get that same amount of respect and attention in Cleveland as he got in Detroit. And so I think he could see a significant dip in what he's done over the last couple of years, and that's a big deal. Now, in a free-throw punt, he still provides a ton of value. I know that the flock really values steals, and Drummond's sneaky great at that. Mm -hmm. So we'll see, but I, I do think that he's going to take a step back from what he was doing in Detroit. I secretly always wanted to have a fantasy team that had Andre Drummond and Jonathan Isaac on the same team. Why is that? Just those defensive stats. Just for the steals? The steals and the blocks. Drummond doesn't really block that much, does he? What's Drummond's? I mean, a center, a starting center who only gets me one block a game is underwhelming. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The steals and the blocks. That's a value. Uh, Well, isn't that what you have um, Bam for? Oh, yeah. Good old Bam. Um, Andre Drummond, we're looking at one and a half steals, one and a half blocks. Yeah, okay, that's good blocks. That's good blocks. Um, so, yeah. We'll see how that, that goes. Even in Cleveland, though, you saw his minutes drop from 34 down to 28. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a significant drop. Yeah. 28, he hasn't played that he, few minutes at any point in his career, except since his rookie year. He took a hit in rebounds, four per game. Yeah. Otherwise, everything else looks about the same. And, I mean, he's always going to be a good rebounder, but, the yeah. you know, pretty much everything's dictated by minutes. Yeah. We'll see. I think Benson's a savvy manager. I think he'll work his way through and always find a way to stay in the playoffs most years. Most years. You know, health health bearing. Yeah. It's all depending. Yeah. Uh, anything else for the flock? No. I feel like there should be a sound bite for the flock. There should be. Like a rooster. Yeah. I think, I think maybe something more little, professional than you doing it. Yeah. But, little, little something you know. more professional. Little, yeah. little Jerry Seinfeld. Little Jerry Seinfeld. Is it is it like the end when he's getting slaughtered or in one of his <laughs> oh, more like more like more like when he's in his prime and you know they're all proud of him. Okay, yeah, and they're doing the training montage. Yeah, the training montage. Okay, training montage, little Jerry. There you go. Uh third place coming in with a whopping let's see here. Seventy-eight overall points, the G League Dynasty. Old Tay Tay. It's a, it's a good team. It's it's a top tier challenger at this point. Well, always has been, right? Always has been from the beginning. For, forever, he was, he was comfortably know, the best original me. draft, and he's improved his team since then. Anthony Davis is another one of those super duper stars who can give you three or he can give you four games of production in a three game week. Yeah. Um, Vucevic picked up you know this year in draft or trade. Yeah, he's made some savvy moves. But it's a lot of older guys. I, I had him ranked, I believe, fourth on my list. And it's because I think he's got a as good a shot as anybody to win a title in the next couple years. But once Chris Paul slows down, then he loses a lot. Because Chris Paul has been providing first to second round value for him for a long time. Yeah. And so... Westbrook? Yeah. Like, it's... Even someone like Lillard, who had maybe his best season yet last year, he's 30 years old. It's going to start to – he's still going to be productive. I mean, bubble. But Lillard. it's going to start – bubble Lillard think great. Right. Yeah. He's yeah, And if he pays, plays 82 games against teams that aren't really trying to win next year, yeah, I, 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 he'll be fantastic. But at 30 years old, he's short. And you just expect him to start to slow down. That's just kind of what it is. Um, Mike Conley's going to slow down. Uh, is going to or has? Has, has a lot. Yeah. 
he crashed into a brick wall this year, and maybe he'll be better. Like he's he's like there, he's there, as likely to be better next year. As there well. was a reason it was a fire sale with the uh, with the East Mesa Trading Company when it came to Mike Conley. Yeah, but it's it's a team that should be really good for a couple of years, and then was probably looking at six or so re- years of rebuilding. So I'd be worried a little bit about Buddy Heald. Um, I would worry about Buddy Heald. Um, the pride of the Bahamas. I think that's where he's from. Is that where he's from? Yeah. Oh, good for him. That seems nice down there. But no, it's 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 a team that'll contend for a couple of years and then it'll have to hard rebuild, most likely. Yeah. And so if I'm looking at it as how many titles are they going to win in the next ten years, one seems to be optimistic. Yeah. Because it's, if it's a twenty five percent chance this year, twenty five percent chance next year. Then and it's, they're getting it's, older each year. And they're getting older each year. Flip a coin. Is is Chris Paul ever going to be this heavy, healthy again? I don't think so. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 a great team. It's yeah. a great team. They've had a great run. They got a title out of it. Maybe they can get another one before they have to rebuild it. Two titles would be great. Two titles would be great. One would be great. I remember. Yeah, I remember. Right. I remember back when I had two titles, <laughs> and it felt real good. The uh, the third one though. That's 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 the crim. Yeah, I mean that's when things really start to heat up. Um, last thing I'll say, and if you have anything you want to add, that's fine. Uh, about G League is, I think I would want Ron, Robert Covington on my Andre Drummond, Jonathan Isaac team. Yes, just really pat those you're, you're, you're stats. Punting points now. Punting everything but steals and blocks. Steals and well, there you go. It uh, Houston, the rest will come. Build it and it will come. Houston's been an interesting experience for for Covington. It'll be interesting to see. I, I, part of me thinks that he's going to start wearing down at a higher rate just because he's getting bodied up by bigger guys. But he's been great. He's a wonderful young player. Yeah. Well, if you don't have anything else to add, um, we'll jump right up into the uh, the top two, the the big dogs. Yeah. Um, coming in with eighty six points, the Rainbow Riders. I like Rainbow Riders. Can I just say it's can I can I say Rainbow Riders slash East Mesa Trading Company because half of this team is getting to That is it's kind of a Cleveland Spiders type thing going on. Yeah. Where I mean I might have been your last place vote, but I mean I built a pretty good team before I it was once pretty good. It was once Uh, pretty good. So yeah, Rainbow Riders. Let's see here. He's got some good youth, uh, if I remember. He's got Aiden, Mitchell. Aiden's a stud. Uh, Booker's looking good. Booker's Mitchell's a stud. Good. Mitchell's a stud. Bradley's not. Uh, Bradley Beal's not as old as people probably think. No, Bradley Beal's in his prime. Um, there's someone else. Siakam is. I don't know. He's not young. I like Pascal Siakam. I like him. I'm just I'm trying to think young. Yeah, um, I. He's I, good. He's I good. feel bad for how long, how wrong I was about Pascal Siakam. I think everybody's wrong. I picked him up off waiver wires like two weeks into the season last year. Yeah, it's he's 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 wonderful. Um, you got your, then you got some of your older guys. You got Jonas Valanciunas, Valanciunas, Serge Ibaka, Chris Middleton. Siakam's only 26. Gallinari. Yeah, no, he's not. So he's, he's, he's not, coming into his prime he's, still. He's, he's, he's in the middle there. Um, um, you got a lot of guys that, what if Graham doesn't win this year or next? What happens with Gallinari, Valanciunas, I think, I think I think if your team is dependent on Danilo Gallinari to be a contender, then you're not actually a contender. Gallinari's no, it's that's what I'm saying. Is like if he loses Gallinari, it hurts. But those are the type of players that can be replaced. Yeah, Valanciunas can be replaced. Gallinari can be replaced. Ibaka can be replaced. And so that's that's I had them as my number two team. 
Um, I've been thinking he's going to be my toughest competitor for the next decade. I think I might like his roster as it sits now better than yours, but I vaulted you ahead of him because of draft capital. That's one of the problems is he's traded away all his draft picks for this. Yeah. And they're going to be playoff picks, I'm pretty confident, but just ha- not having them is significant. But the point I guess I'm trying to make is I think he's got just as good a shot as anybody to win that title match. Yeah, he's a top-tier contender. Yeah. Um, Brandon Clark, too. I like Brandon Clark. Good young piece. Um, he gave up a lot to get him. but Yeah. What did he give up to get Brandon Clark? Siakam, and then he got Siakam back. Yeah. It was a two-for-two two trade, but it was based on Siakam for mm-hmm. the number four pick. But, no, it's, it's a really good team. It's really young. It's I would expect it to get better for a long time before it gets worse. And Brand will play the waiver wire, and it's not like he can ever get rid of one of these top-tier guys for a draft pick if he feels like there's something special. Yeah. And he's he's been quite aggressive at trading up in the draft. I don't know if that's going to maintain now that he's kind of shifted from a builder to a contender, but it's something that he's been willing to do. Savvy manager, uh, terrible person, but uh, – I mean, I consider him a friend. No. But I guess you can be my friend and a bad person. That just reflects <laughs> on what a good person I am, no. that I'm willing to befriend somebody like that. So, yeah, good for me, no, really. Brad, Brad's a great guy. Um, he is. And, and a good team, and, and good for him. We'll see what the, we'll see what rainbows are ridden. Yeah, he's – he's. I would say the top-tier contenders going into next year are probably Yaming Dynasty, Rainbow Riders, G League Dynasty, and Dunkman Gets Paid. And two of those teams you are that? not without Isaac. Mm-hmm. No, two, two. Those are. I, I think at this point, those are the four teams that are top tier. Maybe, maybe the flock is in that same category. <laughs> but I mean, two of those teams are getting better. Two of them are getting worse. And the flock, I don't. I don't know. He seems to be kind of in his prime right now. I know he's got a, young, a lot of young guys, but the bulk of his team, the real muscle on that team, is right in their prime. Yeah. Anything else you want to add on the Rainbow Riders? No, I'm good. All right. Well, then coming in in first place with a whopping 93 points, the pride of the Far East, the Yao Ming Dynasty. So. I think they're fantastic. (laughs) End of podcast? I can't. I can't. I mean. I can go as long as you need me to. Uh, let's let's leave it a couple minutes here. Get, get, what what why 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 is the Yao Ming the number one? You you ranked yourself number one. I did rank myself number one. I, I was actually shot to many. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Okay. Widely known for my humility, um, but uh, no, I just I think it's a top tier contender. There are stars all over the place. Um, not a lot of old guys. It you know things didn't go great this year because of injury, but. It's I tough kind of to like your team. Yeah, I, I kind of worried that Kyrie would take the year off because this was a year off without Durant. But with Durant back, he's going to have to start playing again. I mean, I go through your list, and, and I'd say Trey Brown Jr. is the only one that maybe I'd say, eh, I don't like or I don't know if I like yet. But, I mean, everyone else, Kyrie Irving, Kemba Walker, Gilders Alexander, Oladipo, Kawhi Leonard, Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, Kristaps Porzingis, even Bagley, Al Horford. And then you get to Noel and Dice, and maybe there's some conversations there, but – yeah, no, I, I. What I'm saying is the meat of your roster, 10, 11 guys. It's it's yeah. impossible to argue. It's kind of like when we were talking about with the pride. Is there's it's it's stacked deep with really good young players. This one, my roster is a little bit older, but pretty much everybody is in their prime or short of their prime, and 
There's just a lot of quality. To look at a team that had Kyrie injured all year, Bagley injured all year, Oladipo injured all year, and still to comfortably make the playoffs, that's a big deal. It's a big deal. And if the team's healthy, then the team's a juggernaut. Um, and then the draft capital's there. I'm looking at guaranteed two lottery picks in the next couple of years. With mine. With your, yeah. Two picks from the East Mace Trading Company and then two from the flock. I kind of expect one of those to be a lottery pick and one of them Ooh. not to be. Oh, I've told him that a Ooh. dozen times. I've said it a dozen times to his face. Or, Prove him wrong, Benson, for all of us. No, I just I think that the team's kind of got a little bit of everything. Even the the players, you know, I've been draft. It's a team that's been built through the draft, and so there's just kind of a progression. Who have you of, drafted on this on your team? Drafted in rookie drafts, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Troy Brown Jr., Victor Oladipo, Chris Stapps Porzingis, Marvin Bagley. Good drafts. It's good drafts. I got trade value for Nikola Mirotic when I trade, I drafted him. But it uh, – yeah, He really screwed me over. Tough break. <laughs> Spain seems like a lovely place to live, though. this year overseas. Spain seems like a great place to live. No, it, it's got – Everything you would need to contend now and everything you need to contend in the future. With the draft capital... The Realistically, I don't know that anybody has better draft capital than the team that is quite possibly the best team. Which is something to be proud of. Yeah. like it's it's If you're looking at it as who's going to be great for the next 10 years, this team's built to be great for the next 10 to 15. Just nonstop. You just keep adding five each time you say that? It's like a Arrested Development with Joe Suit. The, the, yes, that's, that's exactly. More expensive. This team's going to be great for the next 35 years. It's, <laughs> I don't see any reason why it would slow down. But, no, it, it, I think that it is deserving of the number one spot. Like I say, even if, well, even if you're number one. So. Even if you have Rainbow Riders ahead, Rainbow Riders isn't going to be making picks. And so 10 years from now. And that's why I gave you the number one nod was because of the draft capital. I think I think I do like Rams team better this year. But then I look at your team now and I'm like, I don't know if I do or not. It's, it's, it's... And honestly, that's kind of the way I'm built. Like five years ago, I decided the way to win is just get in the playoffs. And if you get in the playoffs every year, then you're always going to have a one in six to one in four chance, depending on how good you are. Yeah. So just get in there every year. And some years you'll be injured, and some years you'll be healthy, and some years everyone injured, will be injured. Maybe everyone else is injured too. There's years where everybody yeah. in the playoffs is injured. Yeah. So just who's got it worse? So just get in the playoffs. Even if I never have the strongest team, if I'm in the playoffs every year for the next ten years, I'll walk away with two or three championships, and that's the most you can reasonably expect from a 14-team league. Yeah. Well, that rounds out the, the power rankings. Anything you would add to any of these teams or your own team since we just finished there? No, I'm just excited to start the season up again. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a ways out, but um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think we all are. It's you know, It's been weird watching regular season basketball and not looking at Yahoo. It's playoff basketball now. Well, it is playoff now, but there were but, eight games. Yeah, it was. Or there was no counts or stats. I was, I was just checking my box scores on ESPN instead of – yeah. Um, NBA. You know who was really good in the bubble is Troy Brown. He was. He was. With, you know, Bradley Beal out and Dallas Bertans out and John Wall out. He was great. My plan is John Wall comes back next year, is bad. Troy Brown realizes. That's your plan? That's, that's the plan. And then Brad Beal realizes that the ship's sinking, so he jumps ship to a non-sinking ship. And then, Washington, and then it's all Troy Brown. Brown. 
to the ground all day, every day. He's a smart player. He's a good player. Oh, and outro too? Hopping on to the mailbag, we uh, we do have for those of you who are new to the podcast, which would be all of you. It is, is by podcast, definition everybody. We have a Twitter at Big Talk Small Vertical, and uh, believe it or not, we actually have a Twitter question. Yeah, so tweet your questions if you want them answered here on the air. Um, today's question is: Given the recent trend of team rebranding, which team do you most want to see get a makeover? Ooh. Okay, uh, and uh, we're, I'll let you go first because I, 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 I need to think about that for a second. Um, I'm not horribly offended by this team's name, um, but I would like to see the Jaw do- Dogs renamed. Um, he just a, rebranded. He did just rebrand, but A, I don't like teams that are named after an active player because what if they get hurt? What if they get traded? Like It kind of locks you in to a certain thing. So you so, wouldn't like it to be like the fantastic Mr. Fox or Richie Rich Richardson? No, I would not like that. Here's what here's what the J Jay's team Mamba needs to number be. Number five. <laughs> no, no, I don't think that's the, that's the case. No, the the pun name that Jay needs to employ is. Are you ready for this? Yeah. The Jays, and then it's like a Blue Jay themed team. You get a Blue Jay logo, and they're the Jays. Actually, no, be- like because his name is Jay. Yeah. That's the joke. Is his name's Jay. The team is the Jays. And I think that's easier to get than Avatar and Blu-ray. It's it it gets the well, but I got that right away and it took it took us seven years. But the, yeah, but but think about how funny it would be if it did take seven years. You're just like sitting oh, on sitting on your couch. Wait a I second. Didn't know his name was Jay. It's even spelled the same. That's a great so name. yeah, yeah. Jay Jaw Dogs should change their name to the Jays. Okay. With a blue Jay. It's one of the most handsome birds in America. It is. I the, think it's. The I think Blue it's baseball. The baseball team has a solid look. It's a very, go very good that, look. Yeah. Honestly, I would probably just rip one of them off. Just rip. Yeah. Maybe get rid of the maple leaf. Um, as far as rebranding goes, uh, it's hard to say. I, I think. I think what I'd like to see, I'd like to see Josh rebrand. Okay. Winning ain't Toto. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Tiffany, I didn't know if it was Toto or To Do. Maybe I'm just an idiot. I think there's something better out there for him. To, I don't have a suggestion. I don't know what it would be. Uh, definitely not a player pun, but I think if Josh rebranded and and gave a little bit of a of a commitment to his players and the franchise, we could see great things from from that club. I do think it's kind of from the from maybe the Phoenix. He lives in Phoenix. A Phoenix rises from the ashes. Josh has been in the, the bottoms of the cellar for years. It would work. The Phoenix. It would work. Um, I do think it's 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 a nice idea, but maybe yeah. it's more of a team slogan than a team name. Uh, I just I just think I, I'm th- the idea of him rebranding and then rising up from the ashes, whether it's the Phoenix or something okay, else. Okay. Okay. But just just to symbolize there's a, change a new a, a change in culture. Yeah, a change in culture. Yeah, the Monty Williams. Yeah, Phoenix he can go. Maybe Monty Williams could be his assistant general manager. Yeah. I'm sure he sits close enough to yell at Monty Williams, so maybe he can ask him. Josh, you'll have to tweet us at Big Talk Small Vertical and tell us how close your seats <laughs> are to the court so we can know whether or not that's a possibility. We are pushing up to time here, so um, if you don't have anything else to add, no. I think that we had a... No, episode one in the books. Episode one is in the books, and with that, we'll leave you until next time.